Hello and welcome. You're listening to Jot That Down, where we provide you with knowledge you're not asking for. I'm Chloe. I'm Alex. And I'm Haley. This week's episode, we're going to be covering Queen Elizabeth and the monarchy. We hope you enjoy. I would like to kick it off personally because there's a tie to Ireland that I told you guys about that I'm very fascinated with. Take so, it away. And this is also how um, Queen Elizabeth and Philip were um, distantly related. Their great, great grandmother, Queen Victoria, I found out when I was visiting my favorite place, Clarney National Park. They have the Muckross, I always say it wrong, Muskross House. It's very hard for me to say. Um, and essentially like the house had been passed down to a bunch of like wealthy Irish people throughout the years. I think it was built in like the mid 1850s. And anyway, one of the families who lived there literally went bankrupt because they were planning for Queen Victoria's visit. Like they spent somewhere like near a million dollars back in the day. And then they ended up like having to sell their house. And then the whole house had a bunch of bad luck throughout the years and then eventually the house was literally donated to the republic of ireland and people are can just go in it's a museum you can see where she stayed it's great wait i have a clarifying question they Mm -hmm. spent their entire fortune for her to come one time like on one visit singular and they were planning it for like a year because that was like a big deal back then and it was in all the papers they were preparing it and it was a whole thing well, that sounds chaotic mm-hmm. and irresponsible. Yes. Yeah. And frankly, unnecessary. <laughs> you <laughs> tell them. Is that all you wanted to That's say? That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. <laughs> That's all for background. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. It. So in 1936, Queen Elizabeth's grandfather, George V, died and his eldest son, who was Elizabeth's uncle, became king. So he became King Edward VIII. And Edward, however, was in love with an American divorcee. And this is like one of my favorite storylines in The Crown. Um, And he falls in love with this woman named Wallace Simpson. And he had to choose between essentially true love and his his title and the the role of being king. Um, And in the end, he chooses to abdicate from the crown and marry this commoner who was also a divorcee, Wallace Simpson. So this event changed the course of Elizabeth's life without her really even knowing it or being able to understand it um, because her father was then crowned King George. He his name was not George, but they called him King George to keep George like in the family. Um, so in 1937, he takes on the name George to emphasize continuity with his father. And then Queen Elizabeth's mother becomes um, Queen Elizabeth. So that's a little bit confusing. So then King George, Elizabeth's father, falls ill and Elizabeth is in her 20s. So at this point, she's 27. Um, and George is very sick and he doesn't really want it to be public that he's sick. So he just says that he's fallen ill and needs help and has somebody like wants somebody to go tour in his place on this, on this world tour that's supposed to take a few months. So Philip and Elizabeth decide that 
it's in their best interest and in the monarchy's best interest to do it. So they go and they start the tour in Nairobi, Kenya. And so they're there for a few days. They go on safari. This is like, again, one of my favorite parts of the crown. Um, And then news spreads around the world that King George dies in his sleep very peacefully and overnight, like Elizabeth's life changes. So something that I think is really fun and interesting is that they were not prepared for this. Like Elizabeth and Philip were planning to leave London for a period of time when they got back from this tour because she did not think she was going to be queen at 27. Like they thought they had decades before they had to like take over. Um, And when they were in Kenya, she had not had anything black packed in her bag. So when the news broke that her dad died, she did not have an outfit to leave the estate in to fly back to London. So she had to leave wearing a bright color. And it became like a big piece of news around the world because generally when people die, like it's a respect, a sign of respect to wear black. And she was ridiculed for this publicly for, for not having anything. So basically like she had to fly to London, not wearing black. And then when they landed before she could get off the plane, her majesty's like team basically had to come and change her on this airplane. So she could descend the plane in black, which I think is very fascinating. Can I add a bit of trivia that ties <laughs> You sure yes. can. That's all I've prepped. Um, so it's actually now a thing that all the Royals have to pack an outfit <gasps> of all black every time they go anywhere, just in case a situation like this arises. Wow. Again. Which mm-hmm. I think makes perfect sense honestly like yeah I agree I almost am surprised that they hadn't done I mean I don't know I always have black so I'm like what the hell are these people packing but if you don't pack your own bags maybe right yeah I don't know I do find it interesting I did a little more background on Queen Elizabeth's dad um And I didn't realize, but like, he actually was a super shy person. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen the King's speech. I personally have never seen it, but that's about him. And I guess her mom, queen mother, um, was like super supportive. And she was the one that hired this, like the speech therapist to help him, which I thought was really sweet. It seemed like they were a good team. I don't know much about King George and the queen mother, but like, I love the crown and they, he talks to Elizabeth about like how wonderful his marriage is to her mother and how like he hopes that her marriage is half as successful as, as their marriage, which God knows it wasn't, but I, I love that they were like so happy. Um, It's really sad that he, he got sick and died from lung cancer. I know. And I also think I was looking Well, I looked this up online because my parents were watching a documentary and they were talking about how Queen Elizabeth and Margaret were so different because Margaret was more outgoing and like playful. And I think she was like, obviously, King George loved his daughters equally. Like he said that like one was his pride, one was his joy. But I think he really resonated with her more because Queen Elizabeth was like, she knew that she eventually would have to go into that role. I don't know how old she was when he became king, but like how terrifying. So I kind of think, and let me know if you guys agree. I kind of think that like Elizabeth and Margaret parallel William and Harry so much because Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. William has always had to be the like serious, proper, like 
follows the rules because he knows he's the direct heir. Like after right. the queen comes Charles, then after Charles comes William. Whereas Harry knows that like there's 13 people in line before him. <laughs> so he's kind of like Margaret in the sense that like, yeah, he's a royal, but he doesn't necessarily need to like have all of the pomp and circumstance all the time. And I think Margaret was very much like that, where she was like the partier and like the fun one. And Elizabeth was not. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I can see that. I also found a parallel, which I didn't really realize until you said it, but King Edward, not really King Edward, whatever, like him abdicating so he could be with a, a divorcee. Obviously, Margaret didn't have the opportunity to like abdicate because she was never going to be queen. But literally, she runs into this issue where she's in love with a divorcee and we could talk about their affair probably forever but she also had to choose between losing her title and being with the man and she chose the opposite so she decided to not lose her title and keep all of her benefits yeah crazy although and yes you're totally right but like at the same time edward still got like this is the crazy part to me is he still got an allowance i know So it's like, okay, yeah, he lost his title, but he still got to live at like a royal estate in France and got paid to not work. Like, it's not as though he was like thrown onto the street. You know what I mean? Right. Can you tell me about that? Because I've only seen like half of the first season of The Crown and they made him out to be. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. I've seen none of it. (gasps) There you go. That's why she's doing trivia, folks. (laughs) (laughs) You guys. (laughs) But they made him out to seem privileged and that he was kind of like swindling the royal family because when queen elizabeth was first queen he was obviously trying to make sure he would keep all of his benefits allowances house whatever like was he actually like that like throughout the show yeah he continued to be like a mooch essentially um like wanted i think in maybe it's even in season one like right after the king dies he comes back for the funeral and isn't allowed to bring his wife and he like asks for more money and then like later in the show he asks for more and like there's just a lot of conflict with him and the royals because the queen mother always blames him for king george's death and says Mm -hmm. like the stress of this job caused him to die which is not necessarily true because like he was very sick but it might have caused him to smoke Cause wasn't he like a heavy smoker and he, he was lung disease. But a fun fact about this smoking is because of the lung cancer, a lot of times people would tell you like, if you had a bad cough to smoke because it soothes your throat. Oh so like God. it was almost like a, just counteract, like counterintuitive. Yeah, exactly. Like like you have lung cancer, but they're like, oh, well, this will help ease your cough. You know what I mean? insane. I actually saw, I I wish you guys would watch Outlander, but the same thing happened where she was like helping this guy with his cough and he had to smoke from a pipe. And he's like, oh, she's like, yeah, it'll help you. But this was like way before she knew um, cancer was a thing. But yeah, crazy. It really is. Okay. So back to the story. Mm Elizabeth gets crowned Queen Elizabeth II on June 2nd, 1953 at age 27 in Westminster Abbey. And this is the first time ever that a coronation ceremony is broadcast on live TV. So people from all across the world can watch this happen like in real time, which 
is monumental. And Queen Elizabeth is like known for doing a lot of historical things. And obviously technology is responsible for a lot of those things, but you know, like she broadcasts live for Christmas and Mm -hmm. it makes speeches on the radio and now on television. And that was never done before her. So she sort of started assuming responsibility and like trying to reach new audiences as she aged. Mm -hmm. So like you touched on, Elizabeth had married her distant cousin, Philip Mountbatten, um, and they had many children, but their eldest child, Charles, was born in 1948, the year after their wedding, and then Anne came in 1950. Then they had two more sons, Andrew and Edward, and Andrew is, as we know, garbage. Um, and then That's in 19... 19- in 1969, she officially makes Charles her successor and grants him the title Prince of Wales. And again, hundreds of millions of people tune in to see the ceremony on television. And then in 1981, I'm kind of bouncing around here. Charles marries Diana Spencer, who is best known as Princess Diana or Lady Di. Um, and this is like my personal favorite um, piece of monarchy history. And I, I think it's because my mom was so fascinated by it, but I remember after princess Diana died in Paris, we went on a family vacation to visit my grandparents in Greece. And we would always like go to a different city on our way home. Cause like we would have a layover or whatever. And so we went to Paris and my mom dragged us to the tunnel where Diana was killed. Mm-hmm. And there were like flowers everywhere and it was just like this wow horrible like emotional thing and I am you know, however old I was and I was like what the fuck is happening like oh my god these, bet, was your crying? mom like so emotional she was crying Ugh. and I was just like what is happening wow. I think we could do an entire episode on princess die and maybe we should I honestly would love that so anyway to sort of wrap up her reign she has obviously changed people's lives and how Britain is viewed around the world, but she is the longest reigning monarch in the history of the entire, I think, world. Crazy. Um, she just celebrated her, I believe, 96th birthday. Is that right? I think so. Um, but something that I don't think a lot of people know about her is that before she was queen, she actually worked, um, like she served in the war and worked on automobiles and, um, like engineering, which I love. I that. think is, I know, I think it's like really cool. Um, she did have like early education and they had tutors and, um, her and her sister, Margaret were educated. Um, but one of her biggest insecurities was not going to like an actual university or studying in a school, um, which I guess I can kind of understand, but overall, that's really all the research I uh, did. I love that so much. I have a lot of thoughts. I'm ready for it. (laughs) Alex, do you want to break it up with some trivia? Yeah. Yeah. Break it up with some trivia. Okay, well, since we talked about Princess Diana, I don't have any trivia about her, but I do have some trivia related to her um, that is about the scandal of Sarah Ferguson. Is anyone going to talk about her? Okay. 
she married Andrew and had two kids with him. Mm-hmm. Do they call Fergie. it? Is that the one who's? Oh, call she is Fergie. called Fergie. I thought mm-hmm. her kid was called Fergie. Okay. No, she's Fergie. And Ugh. they married Foxy in 1986. Fox. They separated in 1992 and then divorced in 1996. Um, but it was interesting. I found out that she's fourth cousins with Diana and also was so they were sister-in-laws mm-hmm. for whatever period of time they're actually fourth cousins and i don't know how you become a fourth cousin like i don't know no that makes no I'm sense i'm not to doing me. the math um and their mothers went to school together and were best friends so they were really close but unfortunately they didn't talk for like a year before diana's death <gasps> no. and she was upset about that however she sarah ferguson fergie was um in a bit of a scandal because she was photographed with the toes of another man in her mouth <laughs> while she was married. What? <laughs> yeah, I really didn't look too much into it because I didn't want to stumble upon the picture. Um, so that's all I can tell you. And that's also, we have she to make was, the Instagram photo. <laughs> she was caught on film offering to take cash in exchange for access to Andrew, which is like, a big no-no for the mm-hmm. royals probably um and she also accepted oh eighteen thousand no. dollars from jeffrey epstein <gasps> who was so you think she had to do with it do you think she had to do with it no i don't think she's involved in like that whole thing but i think that like obviously andrew and epstein like had a relationship and yeah. he like gave her money to like help with her death and stuff it's just like not a good look so um, messy and apparently, like, she remained, well, she's still, they're both alive. I don't know why I'm saying, like, <laughs> past tense. Because um, Andrew and Fergie are both still alive. Um, and they're pretty close and, like, good friends. But she is hated by Philip, or was hated by oh. um, the Duke of Edinburgh. And, like, she was kind of on better terms recently. And, like, she was invited to Harry and Meghan's wedding. And she started being invited back to, like, the annual trip they take to scotland i guess i was gonna um, say isn't she friends with um megan markle like don't they get along really well yeah i think they, they have that an up? okay relationship okay. i don't know um but on the annual trip she can only go when philip wasn't at the house like when he wasn't at the residence they'd have to like hmm. off because he hated her mm-hmm. so Okay, I was going to ask because I felt like someone in the royal family really liked Fergie, but I don't know why I thought that. It is devastating about her and Diana. And I was talking yeah. to my parents because I was like, I saw something on Instagram, obviously, after um, Prince Philip died. But um, what was I just going to say? Why did I lose track? Oh, like at first, I guess he was really in Princess Di's corner when they got together. Like, I guess he actually was really good to her and he kind of like helped her along. And he even told Charles that he was like making a mistake by not being with her or something like that. That was probably I'll Google it to make sure. But that was probably like to save face in the public eye because obviously they didn't want him with a divorcee, which Mm -hmm. that family um, really likes to do. So do you want me to continue with some more trivia? I would love it. Okay, so. This one, I'm going to do true or false. I'll ask or I'll like say the statement and then you guys have to guess if it's true or false. Okay. Okay. The queen has two birthdays. 
True. True. Is it like a coronation day? I think it's the Jubilee. Is it the Jubilee? Or is that a one-time thing? What? I don't know what it is. I don't know the word Jubilee. I mean, I know it, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know but... what it's Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> but she does have two birthdays. So her real birthday, as you said, it just passed. It was April 21st. But there's an official birthday which is like what's celebrated in England by everyone. And they have like parades and stuff. And it's usually the second Monday of June. Like and an Easter. Her birthday is like an Easter. Where it's just, it's not a date. It's just the second of whatever. Yeah, I guess. It's just like a, a time to celebrate because in, well, this is back, like, it started in 1748 with King George II, who decided to combine the annual summer military march with his birthday celebration oh god in june um because his birthday's in october and like i don't know english weather i don't know so now she has two birthdays so i guess like any ruler of britain will have two birthdays okay. <laughs> i did not know that and you're welcome the queen doesn't need a passport a license or license plates bad true, true. I kind of feel like she would need license plates for her cars, but not a passport or Mm. a license because she doesn't. Well, she does drive herself, though. Mm. She needs none of them. The passport she doesn't need because she issues the passports in England. Oh, my God. And so it's like she can't. I mean, I guess she could give one to herself, but like she doesn't need to. And yeah, they said that she doesn't need a license or even license plates with her car. I wonder if that's because she just drives on her own properties. Like it's not like she's driving down. Right. Does she drive herself anymore? She does when she's well. I don't know about anymore. I think on her like when she goes like hunting and Mm. all that stuff. Because Philip did. Yeah. The only reason I say that is um, when Megan and Harry were interviewed, she was talking about how she couldn't even like go out when she was living like in one of, I can't remember which house she was in because they would take, they took her passport, her license, whatever. And it just made me think that like, maybe they took it because she doesn't need it or they didn't want her to go anywhere. I don't know. That's what sparked that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. The royal family loves to play Monopoly. True or false? False. I feel like it's like some British version of Monopoly. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'll say false also. Okay, it is false. (laughs) However, (laughs) they used to play. It was a tradition every Christmas, but apparently it got too heated in 2008 and they're no longer allowed to play. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Does it say like what happened that it was too heated? No, but they specifically said like the Royal family cannot play Monopoly. (laughs) Just the irony of the Royal family, like nickel and diming each other for these properties, not the (laughs) irony, but just like thinking of it where they have so much money and so much property that they're playing a board game about it is just cracking me up. Literally. Okay. But here's my thing. Like they have nowhere else to go. Like, it's not as though they can just like go to a pub and like hang out. Like, of course they have to stay home and play board games. Like they never leave Buckingham palace or like their homes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it makes perfect sense that they play board games. Like, what the hell else are you going to do? Can like, you imagine? I don't even think, do they watch technology? TV? They do watch TV. 
Oh. Um, but can you imagine pre like cell phones and Netflix and like whatever? What the hell did they do? No, I don't know. They would like hunt and Paint. like have tea. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's why the crown is so fascinating. Cause like in the later seasons, Philip is really into NASA and um, the U S landing astronauts on the moon. Like it is, he always wished that he could like be a pilot or an astronaut or something. And there's like a whole thing about it, but like they had TV then. I don't know when they got a TV, but like they do have it. Hmm. And that's my fun fact. (laughs) Okay. Next one. The queen can signal when she wants to leave somewhere by adjusting her hat. True or false? For sure. True. True. False. It's her purse. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. She always holds oh, it like, she, very precariously. She holds like, it in, in her, her left wrist. arm. She holds it in her left arm. And when she wants to leave, she shifts it to the right. And then she's like gone. when Selena Meyer and her um, codes got leaked and she was trying to figure out which new codes she would use to well, signal so people. Like, do you think that that is still the code for wanting to leave? Or do you think because people know that that's a signal, she had to like change it up? I feel like she doesn't give a shit and she's just <laughs> like, we're out of here. Cause like, what are you going to say to the queen? What will you say? <laughs> and that's now true. that we know that the Royal family is so intertwined with the British press, they're not going to say <sighs> anything bad about her. Like, even if they hear anything, they will not say anything bad about her. Do you mm-hmm. think that her purse actually has anything in it? Like maybe a, a nice rouge lipstick or something. I don't know if she wears rouge. A handkerchief. I don't know. I truly don't know. No license or passport. That's for <laughs> that's sure. That's for sure. <laughs> that's it. it. Okay. The queen travels with a personal kettle. What? For okay. tea or like hot water. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. She does. And it's monogrammed. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my god, wouldn't it have like 15 letters on it? I don't know. Mm. That's actually a good point. Like, what are the initials she has, that are on there? I was actually thinking because her name has Alexandra and Elizabeth, my my middle name. Because like her first name isn't Elizabeth, right? It's something else. And Not a clue. Said, anyway, and Mary. Shout out to Chloe's mom. I wonder if it's QE2 on the kettle. That's a great question. I don't know. I'm picturing like the boat from Parent Trap Um, just on mm -hmm. this kettle. Do you want to guess how she takes her tea? (gasps) I would love to. Yeah. You go, Hales. Sorry. I'm really like really jumping at these. Um, I Black, but just with like a half teaspoon of sugar. I'm going to guess a lot of sugar because she loves chocolate cake and chocolate fun and maybe some cream in there. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's Earl Grey, no milk or sugar. What? What? So it's black. Well, it's not black tea. Yeah. It's, it's black in the sense that there's nothing in it. Yeah. Uh, But it's Earl Grey tea. Oh my god, that is kind of gross. What? That's kind of weird. With nothing. Mm-hmm. Do you think wow. she has tea every day? For sure. I also wonder what her diet's like because 
I mean, her like, well, Philip lived for a long time. She's living for a long time. Her sister died in like 2000. And so I just wonder, she must have like the best foods, vitamins, anything available to make her like live forever. Possibly. But do you want to guess what she has for (laughs) breakfast? Yes. A crumpet. I'm just kidding. I don't know what a crumpet is. (laughs) Chloe, you go first. Sorry. I'm hogging it. It's probably something that I'm not going to guess, but like super British, like eggs and soldiers or like something like that. Or it's like eggs and sausage. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to say a scone and um, bacon. I know it's not bacon. I'm upset. Okay. Okay, Yeah. So it's nuts, dried fruit and cornflakes. What? Wait, with milk? Like all together? I don't think so, but oh cornflakes. Mm-hmm. No, plain cornflakes. Yeah. I wonder if she has that every day. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to guess what foods the royals cannot eat? Oh. Okay. Do you know the reasons? Like, are there like. There's like two main ones, and I know the reasons why. Okay. I feel like I'm never going to get it. Yeah. Is it like processed foods? Is that one of them? No. <sighs> First guest, guess Funyuns. Second Please. guess. That is not a British food. <laughs> no. You said process, so I was like, I have to go with it. Funyuns it has are to be disgusting. Um, what? Funyuns are so good. Ugh, I think they're so <gasps> gross. Oh, my God. Sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> it's not um, Funyuns. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to tell you? You tell us the reasons, and then we'll guess it. Or do they have the answers in them? Well, one is just like um, the queen despises it. And also like practically if you're out somewhere, like at an engagement, like it's going to stay in your breath. Garlic. She hates garlic. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Okay. And then, here, okay. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Okay. So just because she doesn't like this one food, does that mean everybody also can't eat it? Well, I just think like any meals that they're having together, like they won't cook with it or they won't okay. cook with a lot of garlic and I think onions too. So I guess onions, Holy yeah, crap. would be a no-go. Wow, that's so true. <laughs> Idiot. Mm-hmm. Called it. And then the other food is more like a type of food and it's just because like they don't want to risk any like food poisoning if they're Romaine especially lettuce. for just events, <laughs> like when they're or they're traveling or something, they don't want to risk like any royals getting sick. Raw fish, shellfish, oh. wow. seafood. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting because I feel like fish and seafood are like in a lot of cultures signs of wealth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Sure. Okay, true or false? The queen owns all the whales and dolphins in Britain. No. I feel like it's a yes. It's true. Mm-hmm. What? And also all the swans. Apparently that's like a famous thing that people know. And like who knows that? But yeah, all the whales and dolphins are hers and they're called the fishes royal. The fishes fish royal. Mm-hmm. Sounds like yeah. it's supposed to be swapped. Ew. Like the royal's fish. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a Maybe good band name. Mm-hmm. That would be. Okay. What? The 
The queen wakes up every morning at 9 a.m. by a bagpiper who plays for 15 minutes under her window. True false. Or false? Why false. is it so specific, though? I would say false, but why is it so specific? Because I'm an idiot. I don't know. Okay, it's false. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> what? Apparently, it's been happening since 1843, so it's not just for her, but, like, That's horrible. isn't that insane? I, I think- mean, I love the fact that it's 9 o'clock, but why do you need a bagpiper for 15 <laughs> minutes? I am yeah. surprised that she starts her day that late. Maybe that's not, it's probably not like every day, but like also what else is she going to do? I mean, that's a great question. I did say when quarantine started, like, you know, in March of 2020, one of the first things I said was like, this changes nothing for the Royal family. Truly nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true because like you said, they're always at their house. They don't really go anywhere else. They see only each other. Right. And like they go on, you know, Royal engagements and stuff and like visit places but like not that frequently. And when they're not doing that, they're literally just at home. Hmm. Yeah. But are they in loungewear? Probably not. No, mm-hmm. definitely. Not. Life. Also, I want to know, this has nothing to do with it, but do you think that couples don't sleep together? Um, I think like, and I don't know how realistic it is, but in the early seasons of the crown, you see that Philip and Elizabeth don't sleep in the same room, right. but they sleep in like, a large room that has two bedrooms at either end and then shares like a common area. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly can't say that I think like William and Kate do that or like Harry and Megan, like I think right. they sleep in the same room, but I kind of think Elizabeth and Philip like never did. I kind of love the idea of it. And I know same. that it used to be like very normal for couples. What was it like forties, fifties and on? I think a lot of couples still do that. I think it's really fun, actually. Yeah, it probably saves a lot of marriages and relationships. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That is fair. I only have a couple more. Great. That's okay. For you with these. The heirs of the throne must travel separately. True. Yes, correct. True. True. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Um, None of the royals can vote. True. True. Mm-hmm. It is true. Well, they don't have proper identification, so. <laughs> no, it's just the queen that doesn't have the license. Sure. But all the other That's ones. what they want you to think. Um, let me see. This is not a true or false, but the queen has a favorite nail polish. And it's a nail polish by Essie. Why slippers? It's ballet slippers. Mm-hmm. I knew. Oh my god! In the '80s, she wrote a letter to Essie and like told them how much she loves it. Um, and apparently, like since people know, Essie says that they sell like thirty bottles an hour. I'm not of this surprised. nail polish. What? Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. And Kate wears it too now, and she loves it too. I think I read something once and I may have just made this up, but like, if you were visiting the queen, you can't have a nail polish that is not ballet slippers. Oh my gosh. I'm not shocked that Kate, Kate seems very doting. Like she'll do anything to just like stay the course. I'm Mm -hmm. not surprised that she also wears that. Hmm. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. True or false. 
The queen brings a bag of her own blood with her at all times when she travels out of the country. What? I feel like that's so obscure that it has to be true. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Especially, I don't know if it's anytime she leaves the country or just to other countries where the blood supply could be questionable or like they don't know for sure that they'd be able to get. <gasps> oh my God. Wait, I've never thought about this. Has she ever gotten like a blood transfusion or like had to be given blood? I don't know if it's happened, but if it needs to, she's ready. Well, she maybe that's the reason that her. they don't want anyone. Like maybe that's the reason she brings it is because they she doesn't want to accept anyone else's blood. I know like for religious oh. purposes, some people do that. But maybe mm-hmm. because she's a know. royal and I don't know. I think she would accept, like if it meant surviving or not, I think she would accept the blood. I don't know. She also brings a doctor with her always, which like makes sense. And they always know like the closest hospital. Wow. Because. Yeah, they're on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why do you guys think that the queen wears bold colors? Because she's mm-hmm. fun and sassy. She does love green, right? For photo ops or like to stand out? I I honestly don't know. Yeah. So it's to stick out in a crowd. Oh. Because Uh, like anywhere she goes, there's definitely going to be like a lot of people. And like you want to be able to say that you saw the queen. So now you can. Wow. There she is. I need to Google if green's her favorite color. I feel like she always wears it. I do feel like I've seen her in green a lot, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, the uh, someone did a study and it showed that she favored blue over any other color. She wore it 29% of the time <laughs> as most of her coats, dresses, suits, and hats were some shade of blue. Wow. Okay. Her second favorite color to wear is green and cream. Wow. I love that people wow. were analyzing this. Green and cream. That's it. Also, can we go back to the fact that, like, I always forget about Anne and Edward? I only know about Andrew because of the scandal, and we obviously know about Charles. But, like, Mm -hmm. you just never hear about them. Yeah. Good for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, two more. Tiaras can only be worn by single women and after 5 p.m. Hmm. Like, when they're out in public. I want to say this is false because I feel like Diana wore a crown. A I tiara, I mean. I feel like the 5 p.m. thing. I don't know. Because, like, they have weddings and stuff. And it's, like, daytime. So I kind of feel like that's false. I don't know. False. I'm saying false. Okay. So it is false. Tiaras are Love only it. worn by married royals. Oh, oh. Any royal that's not married cannot wear one. But when they're out, they wear a hat until 6 p.m. And then at 6 p.m., they change it to the tiara. I would love to know who comes up with these rules. Seriously. Yeah, I don't know. What? Okay, and then finally, true or false, the queen invented a dog breed. I think this is true. I'm going to say it's true, but I don't know what breed it is. <laughs> I think she Chloe, like, have a guess? her dogs together. Didn't she? Do you have a guess what? Well, she loves are? corgis, but didn't she grow up with a different kind of dog? 
Oh, I don't know. If she invented the corgi, I swear to God. <laughs> no, so it's corgis and dachshunds. <gasps> I love that. <laughs> Wait, what? Let mm-hmm. me, I have to look that up. Wait, How also, that dogs seems so does weird, doesn't have? it? my god oh my god <laughs> wait i don't even see oh i guess i see it now <laughs> dorgy isn't it weird that you can just like make things breed i don't know it kind of grosses me out yeah for sure it's very odd so i want to tell a short story about something that i didn't know until i watched the crown and then i read about it which I do like basically after every single episode I watch of the crown to like check how factual the episodes are. And usually they're like historically very accurate. Obviously we don't know like what the conversations are like behind the scenes. I like to think it's exactly how they all happened, but this is the story of Michael Fagan, a man who broke into Buckingham palace and like was in the queen's bedroom while she was sleeping. Um, And I had no idea that this happened, but so before 7 a.m. on July 9th, 1982, Michael Fagan scaled his way into the Royal like household uh, of Buckingham palace after a night of drinking. And he basically hopped the fence and crawled through a drain pipe and then somehow like got onto the roof. I'm not really sure logistically how he managed all of this, but he removed his socks and shoes and later told the independent, a newspaper that they were returned to him two years later by palace staff who found them there. But he entered the Royal residence through an unlocked window and then wandered around the palace twice triggering the alarm system. Um, And then he sort of like assumed that the alarms were glitches because nothing happened, which I think is why like now the Royals have much stricter security. Um, But anyway, he basically broke into the residential wing and then ended up in the queen's bedroom and in the crown, like the way it happens, he basically wakes her up. And according to town and country magazine, where I researched this, um, she uses a phone like next to her bed to call security. Um, But then she tells security to stand back because he basically just says like, I just want to talk to you. Um, and essentially he talks about how like the working class people in London and in England overall, like need more support and need the queen. And that's why he broke in, but it terrified her. And I cannot imagine like not sleeping with somebody and then waking up and there's a stranger in your room and you're the queen of England. And you're like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, can you imagine if like no, you broke terrifying. into Joe Biden's room and then we're like, Hey, Joe Biden, it's me, Chloe. Can we talk about equality? Like <laughs> they would murder me. There's just like, it doesn't make sense. Um, but something that I thought was interesting was that this was not the first time that he actually illegally entered Buckingham palace. He did it a few weeks before using a similar method. Um, and he like slipped through one of the open windows and, um, interacted with one of the housemaids, Sarah Carter. And he just said like, he walked basically right in to Buckingham palace and nobody stopped him. So after his arrest, following the second break-in, he was charged with stealing a bottle of Prince Charles's wine. Um, and then 
he wasn't charged with trespassing. And I think it's because the queen personally requested that that happened. Um, but he was later brought to trial for um, burglary regarding his first break-in. So overall, he seemed a little bit unstable, but I just thought it was really interesting that he managed to break into Buckingham Palace twice. Like, it's alarming. It is. It truly is. Um, And obviously, they've since put in, like, cameras and sensors and modernized Buckingham Palace with technology. But yikes. Can you imagine? I actually, so I watched this episode with my parents and I actually think, so the crown made it seem like he had a, like a long conversation because that's what they portrayed, but I was Googling it. And I think that's what everyone had actually like made up in their head that he was like complaining to her, but he was interviewed like in the late 2010s. And he's like, no, we actually didn't say anything. So who knows if he's telling the truth or not, literally who knows? And probably the queen doesn't want to talk about it. I mean, I'm sure she doesn't. I feel like it's a point of embarrassment if I had to guess for the for, whole, like for the whole institution. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just insane. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, but anyway, that is the Michael story, Michael Fagan story, the Michael story. It's funny that you say that because I saw a story yesterday. I can't find it now, of course. Um, but the same thing happened in the 1800s to Queen Victoria that there was, they called him the boy Jones and he was oh, a God. British teenager who broke into Buckingham palace multiple times um, between 1838 and 1841. And I'm pretty sure they arrested him. And then after he got out of prison, like he did it again and they like, then they put him on a ship to go to like Australia or something to like get they wanted him the to get country. the fuck out they wanted him gone but he like broke into her to Queen Victoria's bedroom and stole her underwear what disgusting oh, yeah. god mm-hmm. that is alarming yeah and allegedly he tried sitting on the throne for a little bit there's an actual you throne am I being dumb yeah you are I didn't know there was an actual it's throne. It's basically like Game of Thrones. No, I'm kidding. Um, I really, I truly and genuinely believe you need to watch The Crown. Like, yeah, it, I, you really have to. to pay attention, but it is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many things that I learn historically that I had no idea. Like, in season one, there's this whole episode about this horrible fog that comes through London where that was the last episode I had watched. Yeah. Like I had no idea that that ever happened and it, it like, it's real. They didn't just like make it up for the show and people died. And I had never heard of this ever mm-hmm. until I watched it. Like, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Like watching a show, learning stuff. It is kind of crazy because like, I don't know. I feel like, well, there's a whole issue with um, things we learn in America in Mm. history class, but I feel like the only thing that we actually know about Britain is the Revolutionary War and World War One, maybe World War Two. Like we only know wars and that's it. We don't know about any other random thing like that. Well, and then the only other thing 
really that we know or care about some people is the monarchy. Like that is the only other thing that Britain Mm -hmm. is known for. Um, At least for me, like there's really nothing else that I can think of. Mm, Yeah. Did you guys, are you fascinated by the Royals? Like, did you, so I stayed home from school to watch Kate Middleton and Prince William get married. My mom took the day off. We, what year was this? Oh God. They've been married for what? 11. Mm-hmm. I got to Google it. I was in high school. Okay. I did not stay home. Okay. 2011. I want to say that my yeah, parents or my mom school. specifically was very into princess die. Like that was, they kind of, well, everyone was growing up with her, I guess. And she was obviously an idol to a lot of women. And then I think it kind of just like dwindled after that. And that's like, I get that. I think she was like a breath of fresh air to the monarchy. And then after her, her death, it like, you sort of saw a new side of the monarchy that you did not like, cause they, right didn't speak out about her and like wouldn't break protocol for again, you need, Oh my God. Have you guys watched (laughs) it's on Netflix, the queen with Helen Mirren? No. (gasps) Can we have a Netflix party? Which queen is it? Elizabeth. It's all about Diana dying. (laughs) No, no, no. The reason I say this is because the whole movie is about how the Royals respond to Diana's death. Oh, really? It's over the course of, like her death and then like the week following it. And it is so interesting to me because prime minister Blair gets really involved and he's like, ma'am, you have got to break protocol. Like they didn't want to lower the flags. They Mm -hmm. didn't want to like visit the people outside Buckingham palace. Like it was crazy. That is crazy. I will say, I think I'm fascinated Oh, I'm fascinated a lot by princess die. Can you hear Oscar barking? Mm -hmm. No, we sure can. Yeah. Our neighbor just showed up and he really likes him, but he can't go out because he's going to try to like scratch his new, um, I don't really know what it is. It's not a four wheeler. It's a, whatever they call it. He's going to scratch the shit out of it. Anyway, Mm. I'm fascinated with princess die before Mm -hmm. like, I don't like the whole lineage of the Royal family is so confusing to me. My mom is very much into it, but I just don't understand it. So I would watch that. Okay. So I am very much underwhelmed by the Royals. <laughs> and that's fair. Okay. What about the Kennedys? Are you also underwhelmed? Yes. I know nothing that's about the so Kennedys. Typical. I don't really care to. The Royals, I guess it's like more interesting. I just like, I don't know. I don't the really Kennedys follow are them. the Royals here. Okay. I kind of think if you grew up, like, I think I'm fascinated by the Royals because my mom is fascinated by the Royals. Like Mm -hmm. I grew up. Yeah. I will say my mom is like, I think she liked princess die a lot. I don't know how she feels about the rest of the Royals and she's not like obsessed and like, didn't, I I don't know, but we still were like watching the wedding. Like we watched the funeral the other day. Like, I don't know. And also she's currently a Meghan Markle hater. I am too. Mm. And she watched Suits, so I've never. What? Liked Meghan Wait, did Markle. she not like her in Suits? <laughs> no, she did like her in Suits. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. But she doesn't like what she's doing now. Oh no! Like I don't know. I get where she's coming from, though, because I feel the same way. 
I really like her. I just like don't know. I don't know. I watched that interview and I felt really bad for her. Oh, for sure. There's no doubting that like she has been mistreated. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't like her before they got married. Mm -hmm. And the interview made me feel bad for them, her obviously, and them as a couple. And like, nobody should be discriminated against for any reason. And like to be judged for being black in this day and age, like is so outdated of the monarchy. So I obviously feel very bad for her. However, there's something about her as a person, like personality, it's a trait in her Mm -hmm. personality that I just like, it rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, she's disingenuous and she seems very like fake to me. Yeah. I definitely don't buy that. Like she knew nothing about him before. Fucking same. Yeah. She was like like, plotting, which like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like you have your eyes set on something, like go for it. You got it. But like, don't lie that you never Googled him. What do you mean? Well, like Kate did the same thing. Like she and her whole family plotted for her to marry William. Like that's why she ended up at St. Andrews. But like, I think that's like more widely known, but she just like, it's like, oh, I, I had no idea that the monarchy existed and blah, blah, blah. And then there's yeah, like pictures of her prince? when she's 12, like visiting Buckingham Palace. Like she fucking knew who Prince Harry was. Like mm. the whole world. I don't know. I just, I yeah. didn't buy that. And it, it made me not like her from the beginning. Mm. This has nothing to do with it, but perfect. Talking about race and the monarchy. That is what I love about Bridgerton. Like I was wondering Mm. Why? Like they briefly mentioned, I think it was the the Duke of Hastings, whatever, talking about how black people were like moving up in society. And I was like, oh, like, I wonder if this was a real time because the queen, like Queen Charlotte in the show is black. There's black characters in like royal families in places of power. And I never realized until Bridgerton, when I started looking it up, that Queen Charlotte actually like people were wondering if she was black, like they couldn't confirm it. But people are saying that she was like the first black queen. Huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep. Anywho, anyone else have anything about the royals? I mean, I could talk about them like speculation wise, but no, I have nothing. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I think, I think if you watch the show, you would think maybe what I think, which is that none of them really want to be in this position. And Mm -hmm. they, no matter what, like always have to put duty over themselves. And I think like, I really, I don't think any of them are genuinely happy people. Like their life is not their own. It's for show. And, um, I feel really sad for them. Like they don't, they're not normal. Yeah. That's sad. I know. Well, on that note, on that note, do we want to announce our next episode? Yes, yes, yes. Alex, world, please take it away. Da, 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 da. Okay, so the three of us will be watching. This is a robbery. 
I think that's what it's called. I must look it up. Okay. (laughs) It's on Netflix and it's called, this is a robbery. And this is a robbery, the world's biggest art heist. And it's about the art heist at the Boston Museum, also known as Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. That's it. Mm -hmm. There we go. Okay. So we will be watching episodes one and two and then discussing during our next episode. Mm -hmm. So this is our announcement to the world that we will be talking about it next episode. And if you would like to know what we're talking about, you can also watch it. Yeah. You can be a part of the conversation, but not. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, I think we can open it up because we'll obviously have next week's episode be about episodes one and two, and then people can drop their thoughts on Instagram. We can do a Q and A in our stories and people can let us know their thoughts and we can read them out loud to our podcast listeners. And then we will be covering episodes three and four the following week. I Mm -hmm. love it. I have to say I've been to the museum thrice now and it is fascinating. I love it. I'm excited for this. I think it's my favorite museum in Boston. Honestly, I haven't been. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, now that you don't live here anymore, smell you later. Never go. Um, I am very excited for that. So I hope you guys are too. Mm -hmm. And with that, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Jot That Down, where we covered Queen Elizabeth and the monarchy. We hope you follow us on Instagram at Jot That Down Pod. That's J-O-T, that down, P-O-D. And uh, we'll see you next week. I thought you were going to say dot com. I felt it that time. (laughs) I felt it. (laughs) Why would I say jot that? I don't know, but ever since J O T dot dot P O D and dot com. Dab dab dab. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>